0: welcome welcome i would like to welcome you to episode 362 of the unpopular podcast this is the man the myth the legend jalen hunter and here at the unpopular podcast not really asked to agree with me i'm asking you to hear me out where i'm where i'm gonna start this episode today is sort of with an apology but an apology with an asterisk let me let me explain the biggest topic and the biggest news obviously that happened over this past week or this weekend, let me say, was Colorado going to Texas or TCU and beating them. Now, to put this into bigger perspective, Colorado won one game last year. And that one game obviously wasn't against a ranked opponent. It obviously wasn't against the 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 runner up to the national championship last year and Colorado was just in a, a a terrible place last year, and actually for the last few years. And where I said that I'm going to start this with an apology is with an asterisk, is because when when Deion Sanders came over to Colorado, there was a lot of excitement, a lot of expectations with Deion Sanders being the head coach of this team. And as somebody that, it's hard for me to get up. It's hard for me to get amp about a coaching, well, let me say this, uh, uh, about a... Uh, I knew Deion Sanders is going to be good. There's That's no question. I, everywhere Deion Sanders has gone, whether it was professionally, when he was playing, and obviously in Jackson State... The, the it, he's changed whatever organization he's been on, and I had no. There was no question that Deion Sanders was going to be good, mm-hmm. and I didn't think that. I understand it's one game, right? And I'm not. I'm not trying to <laughs> throw water on this uh, on this flame that is Colorado right now. I'd, I'm, I, I'm, a, I'm a huge proponent of players play the game, not the coaches. I understand how important coaches are. And I also understand, especially now in college sports and college football in particular, how important and how vital the transfer portal is can be for schools. I mean, I haven't even addressed the apology yet. The apology is I didn't think Colorado was going to be that good. I still think it's going to be a bumpy, bumpy season. But I didn't think that Colorado was going to be that good. Because, again, I was looking at how they played last year and just how abysmal of a team they were. And while, yes, you have um, Deion Sanders and Deion Sanders like I said earlier changes the dynamic of any team that he's on, that he's on whether it's coach or player I still was skeptical you know we we saw the video with the I'm I'm here bringing my luggage and my luggage is heavy and you know he brought his sons with him he also had uh Travis Hunt or Travis Travis Hunter with him I just I just didn't know I didn't know if that was going to translate to a bigger market. Let me, actually, I didn't know if that was going to translate to winning in a bigger market. And to go to TCU, like I said, I know this isn't the same TCU from last year. The you know, uh, a lot of their players went to the draft, uh, but this is still a good TCU team. I'm not, I'm not minimizing anything that Colorado did. Because they, well, yes, it was a back and forth. They ultimately won 45 to 42. Colorado was in f- full command pretty much the entire game. And I can honestly say that I was pleasantly surprised. Now, again, this is only week one. And I don't think that, you know, Colorado is going to go undefeated. I don't, I don't see that. And I, and I honestly don't even know if they're going to have a winning record because they have a really tough schedule by the end of this year. I don't know that. But what I do know after watching week one is that Colorado is going to be much better than they were last year. And my apology comes because I didn't think that was going to be the case. I didn't think they were just going to win one game, but they look drastically different and shouts out to Deion Sanders, shouts out to the transfer portal. It, It has changed. This is not the same Colorado that we're used to. And, <laughs> it i mean just look at these numbers man shadir Sh- shador Sh- shadir i apologize if i mess your name up bro shadir sanders thirty eight for forty seven five hundred and ten yards he had one two three four four player four wide receivers or four players that was over a hundred yards in receiving i know the 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 heisman um the Heisman updated rankings came out, and I know uh, Sandor, uh, Shador Sanders. He his name is rising, and we have to talk about Travis Hunter for a second because I did his name was not. It was like also receiving votes or whatever. It was it was Travis Hunter. I think that it's going to be very hard because if you watch the game, he played like a hundred snaps. Uh, it's. When you, when you play high school football, it's very easy and it's very common to see a player do, you know, play maybe wide receiver and corner or running back and safety. Like, it, it's very common, especially in some of the bigger markets, to see that because you have a player that is just so dynamically better than everyone else on the field that you're going to use him the best way that you can. And as we saw he was just he was made, he had an interception, he had breakups and of course he almost caught a t- uh, a, a touchdown that he dropped it, it 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 look it it was he was incredible and if it's a very big if but if he's able to keep this up, keep the 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 frequency of playing both position or both sides of the ball up I don't see how he is, even with how good Caleb Love can be, even with how good some of the quarterbacks, we'll talk about that in a second, some of the quarterbacks are. I don't see how Travis Hunter does not win the Heisman if, because we've never seen a player on the college level be dominant on both sides of the ball at the same time. Now, again, I, it's very hard for me, and I don't know if he's going to be able to keep it up, because again, that is a lot of, of of work on that body being and and again he looked really good game one it didn't gas him out he he didn't really look too tired which was the fear that of course everyone had watching somebody play a hundred snaps but i am interested to see i am interested to see maybe if he continues it how he'll fare against you know in week six seven eight you know what i mean i just i I don't know but if he's able to keep it up i'm not gonna say he can't i know that we've never seen it before and i'm not gonna say he can't keep it up but if he's able to keep it up it's going to be incredible man and it's going to be hard for me to 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 see anybody else win the heisman honestly because again we've never seen anything like that and moving forward to to what to the To the totality of week one of college football, man, this is going to be one of the most exciting seasons I think we've seen in a while. Now, I know that week one you don't see pretty even competition outside of one game that we'll briefly stop on, but we saw some. This is, I didn't think that the quarterback pool was going to be this deep. I know that well, I mean, we knew about Drake May, we knew about Caleb Williams, but I didn't think that the quarterback like the, I can see multiple quarterbacks going in the first round of next year's in and, and, and of next year's draft. And I also can see a lot of quarterbacks lighting it up. I mean, think about it, man. Oklahoma beat Arkansas State uh seventy three to zero. I mean Dylan Gabriel was incredible. Uh, Tennessee beat Virginia forty-nine to thirteen. Joe Moulton the third was incredible. Um, Oregon beat Portland State eighty-one to seven. Bo Nix looked great. Uh, Michael Penix uh, he looked really good for Washington. It Notre Dame had a uh, Sam Hartman. He looked incredible. Of course, Caleb Williams did what Caleb Williams did. the The quarterback play this weekend really, really, really emphasized to me that this is going to be a great season for college football. While yes, there are teams that may not have the quarterback, maybe their best players are running back. You know, the whole, uh, maybe the Bijan Robinson thing that Texas did last year, or Michigan has, um, uh, I forgot his name uh Cor- uh Corin, I think, but it's what's exciting is the quarterback play. And what's exciting is the fact that we any given night, any given day, any given Sunday, you're going or Saturday I, I apologize, you're going to see a top tier quarterback uh, again, nobody, nobody hell. We even just talked about Shador Sanders. He went for 510 yards, four touchdowns. Moulton had uh, Joe Moulton the third from Tennessee had two touchdowns. Um, Gabriel Dixon had two touchdowns. It Bo Nix had three touchdowns. Michael Penix had uh, five touchdowns. It's 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 going to be incredible, man. Caleb Williams had five. I think it's. I'm excited to see not only what Colorado looks like, but all of college college football. I know next week. I think that Texas is gonna play. Um, Texas is gonna play Alabama. So it's every week we're getting something. This is this is the heart of this is the heart of sports season, man. You have baseball season kind of coming to or winding down once October hits. Basketball season's about to come back. We'll talk about Team U.S.A. in a second. Um. And the NFL starts tomorrow. It, it's it's just it's it's beautiful. You have cocoa golf and 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 tennis going crazy, man. It's it's going. It's a it's a great time for sports. And one of the games that I I, I think the best game, even though the score may not indicated, the best game to me this of this weekend was LSU and Florida State. And Florida State beat LSU, uh, forty-five to twenty-four. If I if I were both teams, I would be extremely impressed and extremely excited by where how, by how this this year is going to go. We talked about the quarterback play, uh, Jaden Daniels for LSU. He didn't play that bad. He played actually pretty good, um, and Jordan Travis was the steal of the sh- or steal of the night. He was incredible for FS uh, FSU. He had he went twenty three for thirty one, three hundred and forty two yards and four touchdowns. While they both did throw an interception, it was incredible. Why I said that even though you LSU lost by twenty one what i will be what i what they should be excited about is how good their the first half and pretty much the beginning of the third quarter their offense was humming it's just they could not they were, i don't know how they went to the red zone i think like 3 times in the first half and didn't score like that that's it's it's hard to win any game when you continuously go to the red zone and not score so I don't know if that's going to be a trend obviously. Um but on in Florida State's case and both both teams honestly, you you can sense they were tense. You can sense this is a big game. This is game 1. I mean Florida staying straight eighth, LSU's ranked fifth. This is a huge college football game and it it did not disappoint. Now yes. uh At the end of the day, you lost by 21 and you FSU scored 21 points in the fourth quarter but if i was if i was LSU and FSU i would i would be excited about where this season could go for both teams i wouldn't be shocked if we look up sometime in this season and FSU is competing to be the number 1 team in college football and it seems like they have the quarterback, Jordan Travis. He looked incredible. There was some, I will say this, especially in the first half, some of the decision makings from both teams. Again, I'm just going to chalk it up to first, you know, the first game of the season. But Jordan Travis was throwing some ball. Like I know he was pressured, and I don't know <laughs> what he thinks uh, is throwing the ball away, but he would throw the ball up for grabs multiple times in that first half. Uh now of course one time the 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 defense came down with it but I'm like dude why's well, just what are you throwing it to? What are you doing? And Jaden Dan Jayden Daniels, bro, he jumped. I will not that that was the play. He jumped. You know how like a quarterback tries like quarterback dive or or jump over somebody Maybe if you have a, a a clear path in front of you or maybe if, you know, it's just you and the defender and nothing else or you're trying to jump into the end zone or you are maybe fourth and one. No, he was like two and it was like second and seven. And this man, it seemed like he jumped right into the arms of an FSU defender and just got body slammed. I'm like, Dude, what are you doing? I don't know, man. It was an exciting game, all in all, and I would be excited if I was both French or both uh, schools going into this year. So, um, college football is back. I know that this is there's a week zero, but this is the first time that they're actually playing. Now, again, some of the competition wasn't the best, like you know, Portland State, Arkansas, Arkansas State. I, I get it, but this is the first time we're seeing. You know, teams actually play capable teams. Like I said, FS, LSU playing against FSU and and Nevada going up against uh, USC. So I'm excited. I'm excited for where this, this year is going to take us. Now let's move forward. Football, the NFL is back. Like actual regular season is back tomorrow you have Thursday night football the chiefs going up against the lions i'll give my week 1 predictions uh, a little bit later but for the as the season was approaching as for people that's been following me i have been doing a I've been doing. I did a divisional breakdown of every division in football. Um, I I broke down every team. I said how why this team is going to be good why this team is not really going to be good. What expectations? What division is the best? what division is the worst? Uh, last episode, I gave my top ten players in co- in football that I think are going to be this year. And this episode, the episode right before. Game one of the NFL season I'm going to give my NFL predictions As far as awards Who's going to win the rookie The rookie Offensive player of the year Who's going to win the MVP Who's going to win the Super Bowl That is what this is today And where I'm going to start is The offensive rookie of the year I think that It's very easy to say Hey You know Maybe it might go to a Bryce Young. Maybe it might go to a C.J. Stroud. Um, I was really looking at, I I was squinting my eyes really hard at Zay Flowers because I think that he's going to be very dynamic for the Baltimore Ravens. But I think that the player that's going to get the most volume and the player that I've heard honestly nothing but solid reports about this training camp, this offseason, has been B. John Robinson. I think you, the last thing that the, the Falcons want to do is put a lot of pressure and a lot of plays really in Desmond Ritter's – on his shoulders. And when you have a weapon like Bijan Robinson, I think he's going to get a high volume of carries. While, yes, the offensive line isn't the best, I do think that he has the skill set, kind of the elusiveness, maybe like a – maybe like a Saquon Barkley. I think he's going to be incredible. And I I have all the faith in the world that he is going to be good. Hopefully nobody gets hurt obviously that's, that's the goal. Um so I think that Bijan Robinson is pro I he, I have him winning the offensive rookie of the year. Then you have the defensive rookie of the year. I think that there's no other defensive player in a better position on a better team than Jalen Carter and the Philadelphia Eagles. I think that Jalen Carter has the ability to be game-changing day one, especially when you pair him alongside Jordan Dan- Jordan Davis. I, I just – it's – we know about, of course, the Georgia connection. And I think, <laughs> to me, Jalen Carter – To me, going into this draft or going into the draft, I thought that he was the best defensive player in the draft. Of course, we know about the off the field issues that kind of caused him to slide down the draft. But I think that the Philadelphia Eagles have the best defensive player in the draft, and I think he's going to be great. I have Jalen Carter winning the defensive rookie of the year. To me, he's in. He's he's. There's not a better position and not a better team that he can be in and that he's needed in more than the Philadelphia Eagles, especially when you see how many of the their defensive players left to go to a different team or retired or something. So I think that Jalen Carter is going to win the defensive rookie of the year. Let's go to offensive player of the year. And this is usually the the this is usually the. Award that goes to the non quarterback. We know that the MVP usually goes to the quarterback. There are, you know, very rare years that maybe a running back or another another type of player gets it. But usually the MVP is a a a quarterback. And usually the offensive rookie or offensive player of the year either goes to a wide receiver or a running back or maybe even a tight end. I think this year. And I talked about a little bit last episode when I was talking about Justin Jefferson. I was talking about how rich the league is right now in wide receivers. I mean, just the AFC alone, you have Jamar Chase, you have Stephon Diggs, you have Garrett Wilson, you have Devontae Adams. It's going to be such a great time or not going to be. It is such a great time for wide receivers. And the names that I just named outside of Justin Jefferson is just in the AFC. And I think that, to me, I said last episode that Justin Jefferson was the best wide receiver in football. I think a a lot... The quarterback helps the case a lot, especially for... uh, when you talk about every single wide receiver, there's a lot of reasons why I think that Devontae Adams still has the ability to be the best wide receiver in football. The problem is, however, he plays for a quarterback that, hell, you don't know health-wise if he's going to be there And Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, even though he's played with lesser talent than Ryan Tannehill and has matriculated multiple thousand-yard seasons, he hasn't done that in the last, what, two years, maybe one year? I don't know how he's going to fare in Tennessee. I think that the the rookie or the offensive play of the year is going to go to Jamar Chase because he's playing alongside Joe Burrow. I think that, to me, like I said, that doesn't take away, and I still think that maybe Justin Jefferson is probably the best wide receiver in football, but when you're playing alongside – when you, when you have the wide receiver core, that's it. When you're playing next to a T. Higgins, and when you're playing next to a Tyler Board, when you're playing next to a Joe Mixon, and you have a Joe Burrow throwing you the ball, I think that just if if he's able to stay healthy, that just enhances Jamar Chase's options and his Justin Jefferson may be better in my opinion, but he's pretty much the only thing that that outside of T.J. Hawkinson that outside of the wide receiver core, that the Vikings have. And I think that you're going to see a lot of triple teams or double teams, and I just think the numbers are going to look better for Jamar Chase. So I have Jamar Chase winning the Offensive Rookie of the Year. Defensive, or not rookie, I'm sorry, Offensive Player of the Year. Defensive Player of the Year. People that saw my last episode, they know that I think that Nick Bosa is the best defensive player in football. And kind of like... To a lesser extent, kind of like wide receivers, this is a great time for defensive players. Even though the 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 rules to the game have leaned heavily to offensive side of the ball, there are some incredible talents on the defensive side of the ball. Whether we talk about T.J. Watt, Miles um, Garrett, you have Jalen Ramsey when he comes back from injury. You you have. Uh, Nick Bosa Fred Warner this is just a rich time and and like I like I've said on several occasions we're in the golden age as far as talent in sports and it was it would be easy for me to pick Nick Bosa uh, to be the defensive player of the year but I don't know how long his holdout is gonna be that's that's another thing that we're seeing in the league right now. We're seeing a lot of players not happy about their contract situation or just their team situation, i.e. Chandler Jones. We see him going off on uh social media, what, yesterday or two days ago? Yesterday. Um you, you we, we talked about Austin Eckler wanting wanting to demand a trade. Uh Jonathan Taylor demanding a trade. You know what I'm saying? So we are holdouts and, and trade demands are going to be a a, a a highlight this year uh as far as the season and, and how it how it plays out and how the defensive player of the year played out to me is go, also going to, you know, be. Affected by holdouts, because I don't know how long Nick Bosa is going to hold out, and because of that, I think that. Michael Parsons is going to win defensive play of the year. Year after year after year, he continues to get better, and I just think that he is the most integral piece to the Dallas Cowboys, especially defensively, most integral piece to their success this year. Outside of Dak Prescott, the second most important person on this Cowboys team, you can argue, is Michael Parsons. And while I did want to, you know, I wouldn't be upset if, like I said, Aaron Donald came back to form because I do think that he's going to have a resurging year after being injured last year or towards the end of last year. And, hell, Nick Bosa can come back week two and just wreck the league. Who knows? But I just think that the the success of the Dallas Cowboys is predicated on pretty much three people, Dak Prescott, Zach Martin, and Minka Parsons or uh Michael Parsons and I think that Michael Parsons is going to win a uh, defensive player of the year now you got the MVP and it's very easy of course to go the usuals to go uh Patrick Mahomes to go Joe Burrow um I think that don't get me wrong. I think Patrick Mahomes is going to have a good year, and he's going to have a very interesting year, seeing as though his wep- the weapons that he has are really unproven. So we're really going to see how great Patrick Mahomes really is. I'm not. I'm not saying that should be in question, but you know, you, you with the talent that you have, it's 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 very. <laughs> it's not the best, um, and of course, Joe Burrow. He's going to be great. I think that he's he's. You. It's very. It's it's a cheat code when you have that type of th- – those weapons around you. I'm interested to see what Aaron Rodgers is going to look like. Um, on Of course, Jalen Hurts, he could have a great year like he did last year. Maybe Dak Prescott can surprise a lot of people like myself. But I think that this is a very important and very big year for Lamar Jackson in general. And Lamar Jackson – has gotten better year after year after year statistically. Now, for, there's a lot of people that still think Lamar Jackson can't throw the ball. To me, at the, at this point, the only thing that's going to change those people's minds is if Lamar Jackson throws for like 5,000, 6,000 yards a, a season. I don't think that's going to happen. But I do think that this is the first time that Lamar Jackson, in my opinion, has capable weapons on the outside, outside of Mark Andrews. And even with just Mark Andrews and I know you had Marquise Brown, but just Mark Andrews, Lamar Jackson was able to be one of the youngest players, if not the youngest pair in NFL history to win the, the, the MVP. I think that, you know, you hearing all the noise, you're hearing a lot of people say that he can't stay healthy. He just got his money. So that's not on his mind. And, you have a competent wide receiver core. I think that this is the year that Lamar Jackson is going to take that step or the next step. And he already – I mean, he still has steps to take, obviously. But even with that, he's already won an MVP. I think he's going to win his second MVP this year. I think the AFC is stacked. And to me – the AFC is is far more superior than the NFC right now. There are some good NFC teams, but a lot of those NFC teams that are good or that we think are gonna be good have more question marks in my opinion than the AFC teams. Like the Eagles. You last year you had the easiest schedule, now you have the hardest. How are they gonna fare, especially with a lot of their defensive players gone? Uh, the Dallas Cowboys is this going to be the year that they don't fumble the bag at some point of the season what are the 49ers going to look like with Brock Purdy what are they going to look like you know their, their quarterback position and when is Nick Bosa going to come back so I just think that something in my soul thinks that Lamar Jackson is going to ball this year and hell even with everyone hurt last year he still before Lamar Jackson of course got hurt he had the Ravens number one in the AFC so I think Lamar Jackson is gonna win this year's MVP let me go to my AFC or let me go to the NFC championship since I just heaped a lot of praise on the AFC like I said there are a a lot of question marks with the top teams in the NFC and even with those question marks, I think because the NFC is so weak all around that the, we're going to see a repeat, in my opinion, of last year's a- NFC championship, meaning I think that the Eagles and the 49ers are going to represent the NFC East and, or the NFC in the, in the NFC championship. Now, the one team, which I to me, this is shocking that I'm even saying this, but the one team that I think we really have to look out for is the Dallas Cowboys. I don't think that uh, I, I'm one of those see it to believe it type people. Kind of like how we started this episode talking about Colorado. I need to see to believe that this is the year that you know the Dallas Cowboys put it together and finally make some noise to make it in this to make it to a Super Bowl. Uh, hell, to make it to an NFC Championship. Now. This is this is the year to do it, man. You again, the the NFC is weak. The NFC has a lot of question marks. How are the Eagles going to fare? If you think that Dak Prescott is that person or that guy, then this is, you know, uh, this should be the year. And but I just don't think... I, again, I need to see it to believe it. And I have... I There's more sure things, in my opinion, about the Eagles right now than there are the Cowboys. Uh, even with the 49ers. I know there's a huge question mark at the most important position for the 49ers, but everything... I mean, outside Nick Bosa right now, you. you everything is still a lock and everything is still great. So I have the Eagles and the 49ers go, going to the NFC Championship. And because... The quarterback position is so sketchy for the 49ers. I have the Eagles going back to the Super Bowl. I just think to me, it's either going <laughs> it's, 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 it's to be one of three teams, the Eagles, the 49ers, the Cowboys, in my opinion, representing the NFC in the Super Bowl. And because I trust Jalen Hurts out of all three quarterbacks, I have Jalen Hurts and the Eagles making it back to the Super Bowl. The AFC was a little more challenging. Like I said before, this it is stacked. The AFC is stacked. I mean, and and if you really sit and think, man, there are a lot of teams that you, you can honestly see. I can honestly see a road to the Super Bowl or at least to the AFC Championship. I can see the Bills competing for AFC Championship. I can see the Jets competing for AFC Championship. I can see the 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 Dolphins competing for AFC Championship. That's just how deep this team hell, I know this is blasphemy to say, but I think that the Broncos are gonna be much, much better than they were last year. Um just with the the in in the the, the entrance of Sean Payton, I think that it's going to it's going the AFC is going to be a bloodbath to get to the AFC championship. And while, yes, Patrick Mahomes is still Patrick Mahomes. And Patrick Mahomes, in my opinion, is still the best quarterback in football. Andy Reid is arguably still the best quarterback in – I mean, best coach in football. Travis Kelsey is inarguably the best tight end in football. I think because the talent in the AFC is so good, it's – you're going to see you're you're gonna need a lot from Trav from Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and like because again, that wide receiver core is unproven. Now I understand that Patrick Mahomes can get the best out of anybody. I'm saying pretty much all this to say I don't have I don't think the Chiefs are gonna make it to the AFC Championship this year because of the inconsistency or the lack of knowledge of this wide receiver core and I'm not saying that Chris Jones is going to miss the entire season, but it's obviously looking like he's going to miss a couple weeks with this holdout. He seems pretty staunch about how he feels and what he wants and and what he's not going to accept, and the team feels pretty 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 dug in as what they're what they're trying to give him. So it looks like they're he's gonna miss a couple a, a couple games and on top of that, we saw that it looks like Travis Kelsey more than likely is not going to play Week One because he hyperextended his knee in practice. It's just a it's just a bad look for the. It's just a lot of question marks for the defending champions. And I know as much as as important tra, or as important Patrick Mahomes is to this team, number two was probably Chris Jones, and not having him for. A absorbent number of weeks is not going to be good for this team, especially when, to me, the talent level of the a of the AFC is so so much better than any other division or any other, or in the NFC. So I have the Bengals going up against the Ravens in the AFC Championship. I know. I said when I when I was talking about the divisional breakdown I had the AFC North as the best division in football and I think Joe Burrow against Lamar Jackson is is what we're going to see in this AFC championship. I I still have a lot of question marks, especially when we talk about, you know, is Josh Allen finally going to make that leap and take this team? Because year after year after year, the Bills are one of those teams that should make it. I think that the Dolphins have a really good shot. But, of course, health-wise, how is Tua going to look? And how is Jalen Ramsey going to look when he gets back? Right now, the most sure things, in my opinion, uh, are the Bengals and the Ravens. Now I understand you say the Ravens a sure thing. I even at even I know he missed the last what six games of the last two seasons, but I know what Lamar Jackson looks like at his best, and I also know that he continues to grow year after year after year. And I'm not too sure if the 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 Jets are ready to compete for a Super Bowl because of that offensive line. I know you have you know. The, all the big names that they have. But that offensive line is is a huge question mark. Um, I just think that it's going to be the Bengals. And, and when you look at the rosters and you look at the, the prime positions, I'm going with Lamar Jackson right now over Aaron Rodgers. And I'm going with the Ravens wide receiver core over the Chiefs wide receiver core. I'm going with the Bengals wide receiver core over the – the 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 anyone's wide receiver core in football honestly so uh my afc championship is the bingles against the ravens my nfc championship is the eagles against the 49ers my super bowl uh i have the ravens going against the eagles birds (laughs) again man i may just be i may be too high on this ravens team and this ravens core uh but i just I, I am excited to see what lamar jackson looks like with a competent with a competent wide receiver core not just one or two one wide receiver like you have a core and i pray that they all stay healthy and if they do i think that the ravens win the super bowl this year i know people are going to say well you're from maryland like i'm not from baltimore one but i just i just have that much faith in Lamar Jackson and this Ravens team uh with their new with their new offensive coordinator I just think this is the year for the Ravens and with and and I said this when I was talking about the divisional breakdown and when I was talking about the top 10 uh teams no top 10 players there and I just said there's a lot of question marks even though the talent level is high in the AFC and in the NFC, there's a lot of question marks uh, all around the NFL. And there are also a lot of question marks on the Ravens, but – I if and I said this again in the divisional breakdown. If those question marks all hit the way that they're supposed to hit, if Roquan Smith is is the Roquan Smith that we've known him to be, if Jadavion Clowney, I'm not saying he has to be the number one overall pick, Jadavion Clowney, even though he hasn't been that his entire career. If he is anywhere type or any type, uh, competent. Of a number one overall pick. If Kyle Hamilton. Makes that leap forward. If Marlon Humphreys. Even though he is re- you know recovering from foot surgery. If he uh, is the Marlon Humphreys that we know. Uh, and of course the wide receiver. Of course Zay Flowers. Odell Beckham Jr. Rashad Bateman. Uh, you also have Mark Ingram. You also have J.K. Dombas. And Gus Edwards. If everything hits the way they're supposed to hit. This is a Super Bowl team. And. I have the ra- – I'm banking and I have faith that everything is going to hit the way it's supposed to. So I have the Ravens winning the Super Bowl. I know. I know. It, it's If you don't agree, which I know that majority of you guys don't agree, leave it in the comments. Who do you have winning the Super Bowl? Who do you have winning the MVP, the Offensive Player of the Year, the Defensive Player of the Year? Uh, offensive rookie of the year, defensive rookie of the year. You know who who do you have in the, in the AFC and NFC championships? Let me know. We'll talk about it, and, and I'm excited to see what you guys feel. But my Super Bowl is Eagles and Ravens, and I like Lamar Jackson over Jalen Hurts. I'm one of those people, so I have Lamar Jackson and the Ravens winning the Super Bowl this year. So, uh, moving forward. I wanted to give my predictions of week one of the NFL season As far as who's going to win You know, I did this last year uh, And we're going to do it again So tomorrow, Thursday night football You have the Lions at Chiefs I have the Lions winning this I have the Lions because Travis Kelsey looks like he's not going to play After hyper-extending his knee And Chris Jones definitely is not playing uh, it's, it's just... Those are two vital positions, and I am buying into the hype that the Lions are going to be exciting. The Lions are going to be the best Lions that we've ever seen, um, and I, I I know how good they were last year. I think they're going to be good again this year. I had the Lions beating the Chiefs at home in an upset – or the Lions beating the Chiefs at Arrowhead in an upset week one. or oh, Thursday night football. Uh, Panthers at Falcons. You have Bryce Young and the person I think is going to win defensive or offensive rookie of the year, and Bijan Robinson. I like. I I'm still not sold on Desmond Ritter. Uh, I think that, and, and while yes, Bryce Young is is a rookie, I think the Panthers is a better team than the Falcons even though the Falcons do have good player i mean you you have what uh Kyle Pitts and yeah i just i think that the i think the Panthers are going to go into Atlanta and beat Atlanta so i have the Panthers winning at the Falcons Texans at Ravens while i like CJ Strout while i like Will Anderson while i like some of the pieces that the Texans have i think that the Ravens this is the Ravens have a lot to showcase Week One, and I think that they're going to do do that. So I have the Ravens winning Week One uh, against the Texans. Bengals at Browns. I don't. Uh, I I think that the Bengals are going to win this game, even though the Br- I'm I'm still questioning the health of Joe Burrow. Of course, we know we saw him what three four weeks ago get you know of so the whole hamstring industry injury, even though he did come back to practice. Practice is not a, a game. We know that. And I am interested to see that, see how that is. But I do think that we've seen the best of Joe Burrow. And if he's anywhere close to that, I think he's going to win this game against the Browns week one. We have Jaguars at Colts. I think Trevor Lawrence is obviously better right now than Anthony Richardson. Um, And I think the Jaguars, I think this is going to be a really good year for the Jaguars because of, of course, Trevor Lawrence and 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 just the 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 energy that this this organization has right now. Yeah, I have I have the Jaguars being the Colts Uh, Buccaneers at Vikings. I think the Buccaneers, it's it's a lot of mess with that team right now. I could be wrong, but I just have the Vikings. You have the best player in uh, Justin Jefferson. You have the better quarterback in Kirk Cousins. You have probably I, I, <laughs> TJ Hawkinson. You, you, it's I have the Vikings winning this, Andrew at home. Tennessee – titans at saints this is a good this is actually a very interesting game because um i think that there's a lot of pressure on Derek carr and a lot of pressure on the saints team to be good especially with the afc or nfc south at in, up for grabs um i think the saints are going to do really well and i think that the saints are going to win this game i think yeah i have the saints winning that beating the titans um 49ers at steelers this is going to be, honestly, one of the better games to me uh, because you don't know what Purdy Brady's going to look like. And, and of course, if Nick Bosa's going to be there. I actually, I think the Steelers are going to win this. Again, I, I'm not saying that the 49ers are better than the Steelers, but I do think that the Steelers, I talked about it when I did the divisional breakdown. The Steelers showed me a lot in the preseason. And I think the Steelers are going to be great. So I have the Steelers being the 49ers week one. Cardinals at Washington. Let me tell you something. Before this season started. We're we're getting personal here. (laughs) Before this season started. And I even tweeted this. I said, uh, I need the, the commanders to tank right. I need the commanders to do – because right now the Cardinals are tanking beautifully. I know that they're not going to come out and say that they're tanking. But when you give up Isaiah uh, Simmons for pretty much nothing and the offensive lineman for nothing, uh, and you give up Colt McCoy, like you wave him, um, you can tell what you're doing. We know what you're doing. It's okay. Uh, you don't have to say you're tanking. We just we can see it. Uh now, I said that Washington needs to tank right to get Caleb Williams because I'm the, the, the I still don't know how Sam Howell is. You know, that was before week one of the NFL or the college football season. And I like I talked about, I talked about Bo Nix I talk about Michael Penix. I talk about uh, uh, Joe Moulton. There's a lot of good quarterbacks. So I said all that to say I think that you don't have to tank as bad For Caleb Williams I still would love to see Caleb Williams in the Commanders uniform But you don't have to tank that bad Um, I think that they're going to Beat the Cardinals week one I don't even know who the Cardinals quarterback is going to be Have the Commanders beating the Cardinals Packers at Bears This is the first test that we're really Going to see of the sole this is Jalen or Jordan Love's sole team you know um and as a team I think the Packers are better than the Bears uh but at the quarterback position I trust Jalen Fields more than I trust Jordan Love right now so and you're in Chicago I have the Bears beating the Packers um yeah the Raiders at Broncos I th- I've been on record. I think the Broncos are going to be much better this year, and the Raiders are a mess. I mean, hell, you see, like I said, what's going on with the Chandler Jones situation? Uh, it's it's just a mess right now, and I don't know where the Raiders are going. So I have the the Broncos beating the Raiders at home. Dolphins at Chargers. Uh, this is a bit. This is a good game, but I think I'm going to go with. Uh, oof. Hmm. i think i'm gonna go with the dolphins i think the dolphins are a better overall team than the chargers uh but it, again it all it all depends on the health of tua Takavaloa. actually now that i'm sitting here thinking about it, i might talk myself out of it um i think that the Chargers are probably gonna win because Jalen and raylon ramsey's not gonna be there uh and i do think that tua is on a It could arguably be on the same level as Jalen Hurts But again, I mean not Jalen Hurts Against Joe Justin Herbert But I I got the Chargers winning I got the Chargers winning I'm going to stay the Chargers, I'm going to stick with it Eagles at Patriots I have the Eagles I think there's a lot more uh, positives about the Eagles right now Than the Patriots uh, Especially at the quarterback position So I'm going to go with the Eagles Rams at Seahawks I have the Seahawks. I I loved what I saw last year from the Seahawks, and we're really going to see is was that just a a a special year, or is that more? You know, can we expect more in terms? uh, Or let me say, can we expect that to be the norm in terms of Geno Smith? I'm I'm hoping for the the latter, and I have the Seahawks being the Rams, Cowboys at Giants. Um, I don't remember the last time. This is Monday Night or Sunday night football. I don't remember the last time the the Cowboys lost to the Giants. Um or let me say Dak Prescott lost to the Giants. I don't know. I'm going to say the Cowboys are going to beat the Giants. I just don't like I don't like this off what what the offseason looked like for the Giants even though I do like Darren Waller addition, of course you have Saquon Barkley. I'm still I still don't trust Daniel Jones. So yeah. And the big one, the crescendo. Monday night football, you have Bills at Jets. I think that all the pressure is on the Jets to showcase their new team. Um and the fact that Vaughn Miller is not playing, I think is huge, especially for this offensive line that isn't that good for the Jets. Uh you not you're not going up against one of the better pass rushers in football. I have the Jets beating the, the Bills um in week one. I just think the Jets are overall a better team. Well yes, I think that Josh Allen is better than Aaron Rod this Aaron Rodgers right now. I just think that the Jets team is better than the Bills team. So I have the Jets winning. Let me know what you guys think. And uh yeah. We, we'll talk about it. Uh wait. Yeah, we'll talk about it. Damn, I should have saved this for Saturday's episode, man. Huh. Oh, well. Let's move forward. Uh, so, Team USA, man. Team USA lost to Lithuania. Now, they did come, go back and beat uh, the beat. I forgot who they beat. But they did go on and play another game after this. And... And one, obviously, they beat Italy. I'm sorry. They beat Italy after losing to Lithuania like 100 to 63. And with the loss to Lithuania, there was a a sea of opinion, sea of people that think that Noah, Noah Lyle's uh, comments are now justified. Uh, a sea of people that are just like, yep, I told you Team USA is not going to win at all. I'll say this. I think that Team USA still has the best team in this FIBA tournament, and I think that pretty much the only team that's still in it that can win or that can beat Team USA is probably Canada, since they have the most NBA players. But going into this, I said that One of the biggest reasons why this Team USA, gone are the days where you can just roll the ball out and Team USA be the best team, is because we're not bringing our best player, our our American players. Steph Curry's not playing. Devin Booker's not playing. KD's not playing. LeBron James isn't playing. Anthony Davis isn't playing. You know, Jimmy Butler's not playing. Bam Adebayo's not playing. Like, these are, uh, Bradley Beal, like, these are important. Now, yes, Anthony Edwards has been great and and Jalen Brunson is cool. Uh, Mikael Bridges has been good, but those aren't our best players. Also, the thing that the thing that um really hurt. I said that there was a couple of reasons that Team USA could lose. One was height, and you, and that's one of the biggest reasons why they lost to Lithuania. They just could not secure a rebound, and when Justin or Triple J goes into foul trouble, and he went into foul trouble damn near every game this this tournament, um, that really puts a lot of pressure on Pal- Palo Ben Carroll, who's not a center that has to play center, or Bobby Portis, or her, uh, who's not that tall, or Walker Kessler, who honestly wasn't supposed to be playing really much of any minutes, uh, and. This team is full of go to like like go get a bucket scores. Anthony Edwards is that. Uh, Jalen Brunson is that. Uh, Brandon Ingram who struggled mightily because he's not. You go from being the man of the second option to now being the fourth or fifth option. He's just not ready for that, or he hasn't thrived in that. This team doesn't have a lot of players that can set other. But they only have one, and that is Tyrese Halliburton. Like, they don't have another player that can really set up other people for success. Um, And it's a lot of ISO basketball. It's a lot of your turn, my turn, your turn, my turn. This team is pretty good defensively, especially when we talk about, you know, Mikel Bridges and and Anthony Edwards. But this team, it needs to outscore you. And if it loses on the glass, man, it's going to be tough. And – you're going up against a Canada team that's not the tallest but it's also not the shortest and the team Lithuania was one of those teams that I thought was going to give them a lot of uh, pre- work which they did um, and they're very lucky that uh, Spain isn't in it or actually yeah I don't think Spain is in it And uh, or they lost and they should be happy that uh, Germany Germany. Well, no, they still play Germany. They could play Germany. But, yeah. France. France. They should be lucky that France lost. So, I'm not just – I'm not going to just throw away Team USA and say that they. it's over with. They're not going to win anything. I'm not going to go that far. But what I will say is – We've seen, and I and like I said, there is definitely avenues in which I can see this team losing, and they ultimately did. So, um, yeah, man, it's it's a tough one. It is a tough one, but I do think that Team USA is ultimately still the best team. I know you have Slovenia uh, and and Luca st- still going crazy out there, um, and Serbia even without. Uh, Nicole Jokic, they're pretty good, so... I I know know they have Novak Djokovic, and he's been great, so... Uh, Yeah. Again, I'm not saying... I think Team USA still has probably the best team, but they can be beat, as we've seen. And this team can't really shoot, bro. Like, no. Their their best player, like I thought it would be, is Anthony, Anthony Edwards, but... They don't really have much shooters outside of Cam Johnson. If he's not hitting and Mikael Bridges, if they're not hitting, then it's it's a it's a wrap pretty much. So, yeah, we'll see, man. Then we get to the unpopular topic of the day. Um, We saw one of the worst losses that I think we've ever saw from Dabo Sweeney and that was Clemson losing to Duke 28 Duke 28 to 7 I'm not saying that it's over with as far as Clemson being an okay team being a good team but the, the 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 pathway to success in college football is having a good coach and great recruits Actually, let me say Great recruits, then a good coach. And while I don't think that there's any question that Dabo Sweeney is a good coach, but gone are the days where Clemson is just a powerhouse in recruiting. I know that they're still one of the top schools recruiting, but we talked about it a couple times this episode. Man, the quarterback play of this entire week was was incredible. So, you have to roll out a good quarterback. And I know you thought Cade, what, Clubnik was a good quarterback. And I think he's going to be good. But I'll say this the unpopular topic is, or the unpopular topic of the day is this. I think that is over. Until Clemson gets a solid quarterback, Clemson is not a, a, a team to really be feared. They haven't been really been that team since Trevor Lawrence, and I don't, think, I don't question if Dabo Sweeney is a good coach or not, but what I do say is that game should have showed you it doesn't matter the talent gap in college football is shrinking. Nobody know who. Nobody knew who Riley Leonard was going into the game, but Riley Leonard was n- not that much far off than Caleb Klubnick. It's just It's all about it football, sports in general is about your leader. It's about the quarterback. It's about the point guard. If you don't have that, it you're you're behind the eight ball and Clemson doesn't seem like they have that. And gone, they're they're not, to me, they're not a powerhouse this year. And they have not been a powerhouse for a, since Trevor Lawrence. So I think the days of Clemson being, you know, the team to fear in the ACC, especially after watching what Florida State did, I think it's over with. I would be shocked if Clemson wins the ACC this year. And I honestly be shocked if they make it to the ACC championship. I wholeheartedly expect them to lose again, especially after losing to unranked Duke. I think it's over. I think the days of fearing Clemson or thinking Clemson can be that team is over with. So we'll see. But there you have it, man. That has been today's episode of the unpopular podcast. I truly, truly appreciate you guys. Um, if you want to pop the podcast shirt, hoodie, sweater, long sleeve joggers, the link is in the description below. I have multiple different colors, multiple different designs. Get your unpopular podcast merch today. Also, please subscribe to the YouTube. Please subscribe to wherever you're listening. I am about 20 people or 20 subscribers away from a thousand subscribers, man. And it it definitely is an honor. It definitely is 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 surreal to really think about. Uh, so I definitely appreciate everyone that's already subscribed, that's telling people to subscribe, people that, you know, like my content or have something to say about it. I appreciate it. Just please subscribe if you can. I'm trying to get to a thousand subscribers and I am so, so close and I appreciate everyone. Um, also, follow the socials, follow Instagram, follow TikTok. I post reels daily. I post um stories daily i'm i it's it's me communicating with you guys it's not a team it's me so if you if we're having a conversation that's definitely me um so yeah please follow the socials and yeah man uh, until saturday much love